Nieves. Welcome to the Have You Seen This Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Spencer, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Ethan Wilson. Hello. And as you all know by now, or if you're new, this is a show where we recommend a movie that the other one has not seen, we watch it, and then discuss it here. This last week, we watched Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, starring Tom Cruise, Jeremy Renner, Simon Pegg, Paula Patton, Michael Nykvist, and many others. So this is the fourth Mission Impossible movie that has been done by Tom Cruise. We're not talking about the ones that were done in like the 60s or the 70s. I think that was a TV show. But this, um, obviously this not, it's not Mission Impossible 4 because I think I read somewhere where Tom Cruise did not want to call it 4 so it could be a standalone movie. You know, they do have things that, you know, talk about a previous movie, but they don't really need to explain it. They explain anything that happened, like, you know, Jeremy Renner's character's backstory, for instance. Anyways, so my story with this movie is I saw it, I think the year it came out in 2011. I was in college. Uh, Somebody had invited me to see it. I don't even remember who I saw it with. I saw it, and I loved it. The only Mission Impossible movie I saw before this was just the first one. I never saw two or three. So I kind of just came into this, you know, mid-series and all that. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, I've seen, I think I missed the next one after this, but I saw the one after that. Like, I missed five, and then I saw number six or something like that. So anyways, still good movies. Tom Cruise does not want this series to die, but still does a good job, in my opinion. Uh, were, yeah. were you aware? I mean, you're aware of this movie, right? No, I mean, I'm aware of Mission Impossible. I didn't know there was any of them past. Oh, um, really? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I I uh, had. I don't think I've seen any of them. Mm. Not even the first one? Uh, I think, I, I mean, I've seen bits and pieces, like the classic scene where he's his sweat's getting ready to drip yeah. and all that stuff. And then I think it was Mission Impossible 2. The main single was by Metallica. Okay. I, I uh, seen and that. I remember... I remember seeing the music video on like MTV and stuff. Okay. In like the early 2000s. It was a really bad song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's interesting. But no, I I didn't know that this was one. I knew they were making a new one, so I just thought this new one was like a one of the a classic 15-year like sequel. Oh, okay. So I didn't know like just kind of like, done randomly. Was... Yeah, I didn't know that there I mean, it's like, you know, they did they do movies like uh, 
can't think of one off the top of the head that's good. Like they did Dumb and Dumber in the '90s, and then Dumb and Dumber Two came in like 2014. Yeah. So that's what I that's what I thought with like this Mission Impossible. I thought they oh, okay. did one, two, and three, and then there was a big gap between here and this new one coming out. I didn't know there was other ones. Yeah. I in between. I haven't seen two and three, but this movie makes me want to go back and just watch all of them. Just like kind of watch them all in a row, like like you were talking about last week, how. You know, you do with the Fast and the Furious movies. You know, eventually yeah. I'll do that too should, with those films. You should for sure go check out that Metallica video. They're playing <laughs> on like a plateau in the desert. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. Anyways, um, did you like this movie? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fine. It's fun. It's a fun movie to watch. There's a lot of cool stuff happening. A lot of cool action stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Tom Cruise. We're just going to get it out of the way, man. Tom Cruise does his own stunts. Everybody knows he does. Oh, yeah. He just rode on a plane with no harness or something for this last well, one. Well, I think he on was. The outside they, or something. They did have, like, I think he did have all of his stuff strapped in, but he was like, I think I read something where, like, Tom Cruise was so safe hanging from that plane that the only way for that for him to get hurt is if that plane crashed. Yeah. And then he was, like, swinging from the big building in this one and stuff. Yeah. So he does all of his own stunts, which is cool because you don't see that out of a leading man a whole lot. Uh, we had a little bit last week with uh, Paul Walker doing his own driving stunts, yeah. but that wasn't hanging from a <laughs> like a two mile tall building yeah, in seriously. Dubai. Yeah, and it's just impressive that even though he's he's starting to get up there in age, still insists on doing basically all of his own stunts. Probably has someone you know helping out with some, but still. I just I gotta hand it to him, man. This is like his baby. He makes sure that everything is as best as he can possibly make it, you know, you know, and all that. So but maybe he's onto something with the Scientology. Maybe that's why he's so youthful still. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and I'm sure you're expect. You, was it was was it what you were expecting? Yeah, I mean, I I knew I knew the general idea of the first one. And it's kind of like with any other big box action leading man movie like Die Hard and these ones and stuff. They all are kind of in the same, it's like the same vein. It's like a same pattern type of thing, mm-hmm. but they just change the villains yeah, um, and stuff. So I, seeing like an Arnold, all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies like, you know, Running Man and all this uh, uh, Commando you know stuff like that. They're all, I mean, they're all the same movie. Yeah. But they they change things in them and stuff, and they're entertaining. Uh, so yeah, it was pretty much what I expected. I expected a lot of stunts and explosions and gunfire and cars and yeah. Sweet. It it, it did all of that. Yeah, yeah. It was a good one. Yeah, I I really like the these movies. Like, well, as I said, I've only seen three out of the I think seven that are out or is i think he's maybe seven is in progress right now the one where we all heard him start to go off on some people for violating covid protocols yeah dude, <laughs> dude he went off but you know he's basically yeah. he's telling everybody that you know he wants to keep it a safe set so everybody can have their jobs and keep working so yeah and he was saying he was gonna fire people that was great he's such a big he's such a big movie star that he can walk around and fire people off of sets and stuff it's so well, crazy i think after i can't remember after which film like there was one his the main production company decided to stop making 
Mission Impossible movies, so he, he's basically the boss. Yeah. That's okay. why, you I know. I didn't know that. Yeah, because he doesn't want all of his employees essentially to lose their jobs. And so basically yeah. all of the, the next Mission Impossibles are basically they're his. So, cause, yeah, anyway. Wow, dude, he's, he's making money banking, dude. I wonder if that Top Gun movie is his too. Huh. I need to look at that. I have to that. look, look making, that up. He, he's, making a, he's making a – they made a new Top Gun movie, and Val Kilmer's coming back and all that. I mean, that's, that's some pretty money going into his pocket. Oh, yeah. Anyways, let's get into our regular topics. What did you not like about it? What were your dislikes or your problems with the film? I didn't have a whole lot, kind of like with the Fast and the Furious and you last week. There wasn't just there wasn't much to nitpick yeah. from this movie. He didn't. So when he takes that mission to go into the Kremlin and they show him the picture of the guy that he's going to be impersonating, uh. he doesn't look anything like that guy. He just looks like Tom Cruise with a mustache <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the one guy's like, "Man, you look just like him. It's uncanny." I'm like, "No, he doesn't. He doesn't look. He looks like." Five four Tom Cruise with a mustache. He doesn't look anything like this Russian general guy that they pictured had a, in the picture and stuff. Uh, so that was the that I mean that was the first thing one uh, of the ones that I had. I I wrote obligatory. Set aside your disbelief for these movies, but Ethan was able to zip line down several floors with his belt, then fall in the van, then fall on the ground after having a concussion from an explosion. Like he just gets out of his hospital yeah. bed and just you know zip lines. No such there. thing as no such thing as second impact syndrome <laughs> in the Mission Impossible world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just he hits the ground and gets another concussion. Takes two steps and dies. <laughs> like no, the, the second <laughs> concussion negated out the first one. So it's like you know two <laughs> negatives make a that's positive. What, <laughs> that's what the NFL says. <laughs> that's that's exactly right. <laughs> Um, the the actual explosion of the Kremlin looked really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it was right on the precipice of like what Marvel's doing now with CGI and yeah. the and Disney's doing with the LED screens, moving to that type of technology where it looks it's actually casting light on stuff. Yeah. Uh, versus this looks like it looked like a Star Wars green screen yeah. shot because that's what it was. So it was it's train it was it's that it, 2011 was that transition time from like uber cartoony like you saw in the prequels yep. to like it looking really good and there was still that kind of like buffer of it still looking bad. So especially especially when it especially when it launched him it like turned into a Looney Tune cartoon when it launched the explosion launched him. So. It's, it was um, in that awkward that uh, junior thing. high kid phase where you're just kind of like yeah. in between. I thought that whole explosion looked pretty bad. Um, but, I mean, they're pretty limited to – it was 2011, so they're still pretty limited with what they could yeah. do with that scale of a destruction. Yeah, like, yeah, the, Nowadays, they blew up that whole Avenger compound and it looked real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, for my next one is when – they're, they, you know, the there is in, in the car with the um, secretary and with introducing Jeremy Renner's character, you know, Brant, and the you know, the car goes in the water, and all those guys are just standing up on the top shooting bullets, I, and I was just like, bullets actually don't go that fast in the water. The myth has been debunked yeah. by Mythbusters. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to say that, but I also. Uh, didn't want to seem like that big of a, like a gun nerd. I've watched plenty of YouTube videos of guys shooting bullets into water with like hyper frame cameras. Yeah. Well, Mythbusters shot like a 50 like, cal in a swimming pool. Yeah. Didn't even go five like, feet under. 
Yeah, they make it like a foot. Yeah, the bullet just disintegrates. Especially, yeah, it, yeah, it starts rolling in the water. Yeah. Um, especially smaller rounds. Like, those guys are shooting AK-47s, yeah. and those shoot 7.62 by, like, 51. They're tiny assault rifle bullets. They're not very big. So they would hit that water and immediately start tumbling. Oh, yeah, especially with how far um, above the water they all were. There, yeah, yeah, there's no way that those things were going shooting all the way to the bottom of the river. Yeah, they were like they're like pinging the ground <laughs> underwater. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was my second one. Um, and then the whole movie, I said it's very weird that Tom Cruise, an elite special agent, like killing machine, prime elite guy, he's like an American James Bond, can't catch this old man running with nuclear codes. In multiple multiple times, like the the desert storms, understandable because there's a there's this there's a storm coming, any. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there's like <laughs> there's like uh, there's the the the, the dust the dust storm. Yeah. So I I understand that like it's hard to, ch- to probably run in that because it's wind and stuff. But like the last scene, it's just. He's just running in a city, and he can't catch this guy. I mean, he gets really close, and then something happens. But it's, it just seems like he would be able to, like, if I took off running and you took off running, you would catch me very fast, even if there was, like, traffic and stuff, because I'm just very slow. I mean, dis- um, despite Kurt Hendricks' age, he was, you know, a Swedish special ops. So he did have some training, but, yeah, he was older, and I was kind of thinking, like, uh, I don't know how well that would work, but you know what? I'll give it a pass because <laughs> I thought yeah, the same thing. you know, uh, like you said earlier, you gotta suspend your disbelief with anything like this. You got like him driving that Volkswagen down and landing like, like just going straight down like and a, not actually flipping like a, all the way over. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sixty foot drop onto that concrete floor. He just rolls out like I gotta finish the mission. <laughs> like no, dude, you're dead or like severely injured yeah. to where you can't do anything so you gotta exp- you know you gotta suspend your the realism expectations oh, yeah. a lot for these types of movies my next one was um, when they're driving to dubai he passes another car and then forces the other the oncoming car onto the sh- their shoulder i'm just like that was a dick move like he's just <laughs> just passing on a one on like the you know the one lane roads and the other car's honking it's just like what the heck bro yeah I don't have any more problems. Okay. I only had three. I have just a little minor nitpicks. Apple product placement. Benji's MacBook and Hawkeye puts his Apple iPhone right down next to it. <laughs> yeah. And then when he's swinging from the, the uh, server room back to his room, he smacks his face on the top of the window of the hotel, which caused him to almost, you know, die. And then I'm just yeah. like, no bruises on his face from hitting the top of the window of the hotel. Nope. He's got that. He's got the the Elron Hubbard is protecting his face, dude. He's not. <laughs> and then when Hendrix and his henchmen are set, you know, launching the nuke, I said instead of flipping all the switches at once, the villains always take further. Like flip, ten, nine, eight. They just count from ten. Flip, count down from ten. Flip. You know, they just take as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know enough about nuclear, like, triggering those. Obviously, it's a good thing that it's not just common oh, knowledge. Yeah. Like, all of this stuff is obviously made up. Yeah. Um, they don't. People don't know yeah. what how you really launch a nuclear missile. Um, but I don't know if there's, like, you know, like, 
cooldowns where you're having to like press them in certain time sequences or whatever with with how it like coordinates going in yeah. and stuff. Um, it seems like there would be a lot of coordinate targeting like and triangulating satellites and stuff, which seems pretty silly because if you shoot a nuke within like a like a like I don't know how many miles of a city, you're gonna accomplish your mission. I know, it's not right? like you have to be pinpoint accuracy on it. Just if you shoot it towards Los Angeles, you're gonna get it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I don't know the the actual. I mean, and like I said, no one does the actual specifics that go into queuing up and launching a nuclear warhead. Yeah. And then my last one was always comes down to the very last second. But movies gonna be movies. Yeah. That was all my dislikes, even though they weren't really dislikes. They were just like, eh, it's fine. Oh, I, f- I have one more that was, I accidentally put it in my favorite parts. So when they're like explaining uh, Nyquist's characters, like what he is, mm-hmm. they say he's a nuclear extremist. And I was like, that's eh, a bit much. Like, he's just a terrorist. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's a nuclear extremist. That's all he, that's all he wants to do. It's, he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He just dreams of, of nuclear holocaust. He's just like, mm, my, favorite, my favorite meal is mushrooms because they remind me of my favorite yeah. explosion clouds. Yeah, I love only microwave stuff because I love radiation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what did you like about this? Um, always a big fan of a character named Ethan. Yep. So that's always rooting, good. Him, rooting for him, rooting for him immediately. Almost like how we were, he when we were doing the Jaws episode. He, you're just like Jake. Jake. Yeah. He could have been the bad guy that we root for Tom I Cruise. Know. His name's Ethan. So he, always a fan of a character named Ethan. Yeah. You don't see it much. You that's know. True. You don't see it much. Not a whole lot of Ethans in movies. So it's good to have be have representation. Yep. On the silver screen, especially with a guy like Tom Cruise, dude. Heck yeah. It's like it's like having Brad Pitt playing Ethan, dude. dude I'm I'm cool with that. That'd be awesome. My first you know, one was the beginning. Simon Pegg plays Benji, mouthing "Sorry about getting that guard beaten up," and then <laughs> yeah. the proceeding silent conversation with Ethan through the camera, like through the security cameras. He just keeps like you know, yeah, like, I'm not gonna open the like, door. I'm not gonna open it, no matter how. And then he's just like, "Fine, I'll do it." And then I said. Simon Pegg's character was such a good addition to these movies. Like, he just—he's so good. He's like, uh, he's like Q in James Bond. That's this, you know, Tom Cruise, uh, Mission Impossible. It's, it's American James Bond. That's what yeah. it is. Um, and he's very much the Q character, except you don't like the Q character was played by one of the uh, uh, Monty Python guys. Oh, um, oh yeah, that's right. And you got a lot of you got a lot of hijinks and shenanigans in the scenes with, yeah, especially the Pierce Brosnan movies, uh-huh. um, where like guys would sit on a chair and an airbag would go <laughs> off and launch them across the thing. Um, you don't get that in this one, but he's very quippy, like uh, Q is and stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I liked his character as well. Yeah. Um, the green projector or the, the screen projector gadget thing is sick. I really yes. like that gadget. And then that, he just moved in front of the camera <laughs> before it locked in and his face is just huge, huge on yeah. it. <laughs> but that, uh, that screen and projector moving up and it like it using the computer to render like what angle the guy is looking at it from and yeah. stuff. 
was really cool. I yeah. really liked that. And I liked how when there's like 50 guys in the thing, it couldn't Yeah, it just couldn't kept pick changing. Out. So the 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 thing was like like glitching all over the place. That was a nice uh little detail because I mean, it's just like video games and stuff now, stuff rendering, especially when you're playing online, you'll turn a corner and like your person next to you will be like a blob because they haven't rendered yet. <laughs> yeah. It was just a it was just a good detail in Yeah, the I I actually wrote that down too. I love, I love that scene. Like, I love seeing all the little, you know, fake gadgets they come up with for these, for these movies. And that was probably one of my favorites of all time. Was that one. Yeah, and those, and it's like more grounded in reality than like the James Bond gadgets are. It's yeah. like James Bond is like, here's this ultrasonic pin that's also a, you know, a level eighteen nuclear warhead type of thing. <laughs> like in Goldeneye, you, you the click, one that Boris keeps clicking. Yeah, you click it three times, and it'll it'll eviscerate anybody in a 50 mile radius. So <laughs> don't forget about that. James Bond. Um, the ones in here were very just, were just nice high tech gadgets that could hack into keypads and um, all the old tech around was like secretly really high tech stuff that would give them their missions and give them safe rooms and things. I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. My next one was, I love that the IMF secretary who in this was played by Tom Wilkinson was like roundabout like quote telling him unquote his next mission steps all in like hypotheticals and you know still wanting to finish his mission he's like well let's just say if i told you to do this and this and jim Renner's like wait what you know no you can't (laughs) yeah i think this is what the second movie that tom wilkinson has been in that we've done because i I think we mentioned him before is he a midsummer was was he 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 was (laughs) he was the guy that Screamed at the guy for peeing on the ancestor tree. I don't. That's not true. No, I, no, no, uh, no. I don't know what movie. No, because Tom Wilkinson was movie. the guy who played Falcone in Batman Begins. Yeah. So I'm he pre- played him in uh, yeah Batman Begins. He gets spooked by the the scarecrow. Yeah, but I think yeah I think Tom Wilkinson was in another movie we had done. But I can't remember no exactly what it was at this point. If it is, this is the second uh, second Dark. Knight oh, it was uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's it. that's oh, why I you was, don't remember it. Your mind's spotless, Jake. You totally forgot. Yeah, it's, it was a while ago. It's our first, first few, first five, I think. Said Dubai had a nice run in the 2010s. Uh, it was in this movie. It's in Fast Seven. Ah. Oh. Um, and it's also a whole video game called Spec Ops Line. Did you ever play that? Uh. Uh-uh. It's like a military game where. I don't remember if Dubai, it was like devastated by like extreme, like an extreme weather thing. And it was some terrorist faction had taken over. It was like one of the first games where the choices you made in the game affected how the game ended. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, It was all in uh, Dubai. Uh, You got to crime around all these decrepit like luxury buildings and stuff. That's cool. Um, so I said Dubai had a nice run in like the 20, like 2010 to 2015, yeah. 2017. Uh, everyone wanted to film movies out there. I said uh, it was a hot place, literally, literally and figuratively. Oh, yeah. Dubai is, Dubai is so hot right now. Mm. My next one was Hawkeye is the helper. And is pretty decent at playing stupid. And that leads me to question. What did you think about his character's kind of like arc through this movie like um i thought he was fine i'm not a huge jeremy renner guy he's fine as hawkeye but he's like doing very little in those avengers movies um 
It just every movie that I've seen where he's had an expanded role, like the Hurt Locker. I think that's about it. This movie, he's just not quite there as like a like a head supporting actor or like a leading man. Mm-hmm. I thought he was fine in this movie. He's very good at hand to hand combat stuff. Like I said, that he does the the classic. He grabs the top of the slide and and dechar- discharges the slide removal and slides it off the guns. Yeah. In that and you know. Doing that in one mo- fluid motion, like those slides are hard to get off there, um, and obviously they're going to jerry rig them to come off a lot easier oh, in yeah. the movies. But, but to to do that in one motion and make it look convincing, he's very good at hand to hand combat. I mean, he's good in hand to hand combat stuff. That's all his character does in the Avengers. He shoots arrows and then fights, you know, hand to hand combat. So yeah. he's very good at those action scenes and stuff, which is which is good for him because that's a lot of the movies that he pulls. Uh, but he's very stiff in some scenes where he's like really having to engage with like uh, lines and delivery and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's just not very convincing sometimes. Okay, I get that. I just I thought I thought his character was really cool just because you know he had to pretend like he was like just a, just an analyst or whatever. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a, that's a great for Jamie Renner because it's like just pretend like you're not doing anything yeah <laughs> so and then you just um, bust out and just be like oh and then, yeah and then when the time me. when the time is right in the movie we're gonna make you do all this cool stuff that you're good at yeah. so you know his character was fine i i liked him um i'm just not all in on jamie renner a lot of the times um you know he's got that he's got that scene in age of ultron with uh wanda maximoff where she's like hiding oh yeah and he's and just like He's like convincing you know, her to, to start. Yeah, fighting. like you know, it's like a very heartfelt scene. Like yeah. you can stay in here, and I'll send your brother to get you later, and it'll be no big deal. Or you can join us outside. Like I'm gonna fight because it's my job, and none of this makes sense. I'm a random dude that shoots a bow and arrow. It's yeah. all stupid, <laughs> um, and it's a very good scene, you know. So he has times where he can pull it off. Yeah. All of the stuff with um, Velma from Scooby Doo. Um, in Endgame with his kids disappearing and oh, him yeah. being very like broken over that um, is good. So he's, you know, he's he's good sometimes. Sometimes he's kind of stiff. But this but is also, you know... Yeah, this is pre-all of that. Yeah, this is pre-Avengers. Well, not pre-Avengers, yeah, but it's pre, uh, pre... Pre-Snap. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess we could stop talking about Jeremy Renner. Nah, that was me who <laughs> asked lot, about it. It's fine, you know. A lot, lot of I, Jeremy Renner talk. It's not fun. I didn't write in my fun facts, but I did see that, you know, his character was originally uh, written into the movie to, like, maybe eventually take over as the lead when Tom Cruise decides to stop making these. But in my, yeah. in my thoughts. When I read that, when I read that, I was like, meh. Yeah, like, I was just, just like, just you know re- what? Just I'm retire sure, the series, man. I'm pretty sure this series is gonna, just going to go away when Tom Cruise decides to quit or, you know. Uh, it needs to, especially now if he owns it. He's not going to let anybody oh, yeah. do it. It's just going to be him. Like Fast and, uh, Fast 7, this movie has a scene where two women dressed up for a party fight in a nice big luxury building. Um, yep. In this movie, you got Carter and... Um, the uh, assassin? The assassin, yes, the assassin. That I thought was Jennifer Lawrence at first. She and then, looks like her. Yeah. Because um, I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a surprise. 
and then uh, in Fast and the Furious 7, Letty, Dom's significant other, fights uh, Ronda Rousey, who's like a bodyguard uh, for this sheik in Dubai. Oh, uh, it's a pretty intense fight in that movie. They're kicking each other's butts. My next one was right before Tom Cruise goes outside of the uh, Burj Khalifa building. And even like he emotes that even Ethan Hunt is super nervous and unsure about climbing on the outside of the building. Because he's like, what about uh, an air duct? And they're like, wait, wait, sensitive. What about uh, elevator shaft, uh, sensors? And he's just like, Ugh, I have to go outside. And like just the look on his face really sells that. Even his very experienced secret agent guy who's done all this crazy stuff is just like, Am I really going to climb up on this building, uh, you know, super high up? Yeah, with these gloves that it's like I'm looking at those. I'm like, well, those are going to malfunction when he gets out there, yeah. obviously. And on that note, I said <laughs> lots of good jokes in the movie. The glove he throws away, like he just throws it and then it just stuck on another window further up. And then it's just like his reaction. When he sees it fall off. It's just like <sighs> he's thinking about he's thinking about grabbing it. And then it, malfunctions and then it detaches again. again. <laughs> I loved there. the timing on that like just the comedic timing that was just it's just so so good it was a simple joke but it was it was well done i liked it um i said brant's real secret when it before he was confessing he's like i got this secret and blah 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 and and i said brant's real secret is that he's actually an avenger (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one he's hawkeye i wrote for my next one was uh benji coming in saying it was not easy but i did it and then just like after you know Tom Cruise's character almost dies while trying to swing in through the window, and they're all like, oh, we pulled him back in, thank goodness. And he's like, oh my gosh, I did it. I changed all the, the door numbers on this entire yeah. floor. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> I love that. Just more of the comedic timing. And I love Simon Pegg. He's hilarious. He's so good yeah. in his cast. Um, when they're in that, uh, I guess it's like a party bar place at the end, yeah. the fancy party um, in India. I said the camera moving, swinging with those fountains. Uh, with spraying. the fountain spurts? Yes. Yeah. That was a really cool shot. Yes. I, I was going to write that down, but I'm like, you know what? I've been writing a lot, so I just let that one go. But I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah. I really like that. So I'm still a little bit behind. I wrote Sandstorm Chasing. Still pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. good thing he still had those goggles in his pocket. Yeah, dude. I I was like, he puts those goggles in his pocket. I'm like, there. I've just figured it was foreshadowing for something. Yeah. Um, because he had them around his neck, and then he's like, "Oh, your goggles." Yeah. Or Jamie Rayner's like, "Don't forget your goggles." And he puts them in his pocket. Yeah. And then they pull him out and look at him again. Like, what are these? He's like, "Well, it's gonna be a sandstorm later. I'm gonna be running in, so put them back in my pocket, please." <laughs> I'm gonna need those. <laughs> <laughs> at the end. So he, he drives that Volkswagen down the chute, and it s- crashes, and he stops the nuke. Yeah. And that Russian guy that's been chasing him the whole time figures out that Tom Cruise is actually a good guy, and he looks at him and says, hospital? Yeah. And I said, trash can. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Russian guy. You're a... You're like an eagle with fire all around you, and you got a mountain for a face. <laughs> I think that's just the concussion, uh, Tom Cruise. Oh, balls! Ran over a <laughs> so tiny bus. 
it's just weird seeing you drive this uh this drive this uh this old van. Well yeah, it's it's my mom's. <laughs> uh, my next favorite line was what where's when uh Benji's like, Why am I Pluto? It's not even a planet anymore. And then Jim Oh the Uranus joke. Uranus yeah, is dude, available. I, I LOL'd at that. That, that was, was great. A solid joke. I'm just like, good banter, I love it. And then after so the he stops the nuke so it like tumbles into the the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Well, actually, um, I think it's the bay. Yeah. So technically and, uh, part of the Pacific Ocean. I shouldn't even have corrected you there. <laughs> uh, well, actually, well, te- the bay. It's not technically the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you, Jake. I um, corrected myself. I said, "Hey, I, sh- I shouldn't even bother correcting you. It's technically." Anyways. But the the news the newscast being like. Yes, uh, it was a meteor, people. It definitely was not a nuke. Don't worry about it. Don't look into it. It was only a meteor. Don't worry about it. They're like, people thought it was a plane. <laughs> and then I, I wrote, platter of cell phones. Why not? It's like the, the, the party at the Breeze Nass house. Yeah, that that dude being so horny for her, like, he is causing him physical pain multiple times. He's just kind of like... You know what? That's okay. <laughs> well, he probably just thought she was playing hard to get, like, you know, slap in the face or whatever. She, like, snapped playful. his thumb, dude. That's not hard to get. She, like, broke his thumb. I don't know, man. Some <laughs> people are into weird stuff. I don't know. <laughs> he just, like, it's like that uh, that that meme of that girl taking a sip of, like, the seltzer water and being like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love that. <laughs> Uh, I don't have any more. I just have two more. Lines, so it's the final out, scene. Jake. I just wrote Ving Rhames in all caps with an exclamation mark. He's he's the guy at the end who fished out the, the nuke from the water. Yeah, he's in other Mission Impossible movies. Yes. He was a part of, like, he, he, he first came in in Mission Impossible 1 after uh, Ethan Hunt's initial crew gets murdered, and then he has to build a new team. <laughs> Did Ethan Hunt blow them up in a van because he had C4 all in the van? No. Like a MacGruber? No. No, 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 guys. <laughs> guys. No, 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 guys. And, and then my final one was mostly just a joke. I said, Dos Equis, the beer of choice for secret agents. Yeah. Most interesting men in the world. Yeah, exactly. So that was all my, my likes. You know, overall, I, I did like this movie. I like I like the series. I it, it made me want to go back and just watch all of them, as I said before. Like even you know two and three, which were probably at least two wasn't rated very highly, but I'm gonna you know go back and watch it anyway. Start with the first one. I don't know. I haven't seen that in forever. And uh, let's see. Would you recommend this to a friend? Yes. Said. These Mission Impossible movies, from what I've seen other than this one, like I've seen only seen bits and pieces, they're pretty cool, you know. Something that you can throw on and you don't have to pay a whole lot of attention to. Mm, that's you can true. just sit and chill. Because, like, I was at my dad's house this week, and he was he's remodeling his living room and kitchen. So he has, like, a like a circular, like, table saw in his house right now. And he was in the middle of fixing the ceiling, so he's cutting pieces of wood and stuff. So while I'm watching this movie, it's just this this saw and stuff. So I had it on like, and I was helping him put things up and all sorts of stuff. So um, 
I was watching and working at the same time. And you're um, able to still get a good grasp. Of and it. I was still, yeah, I was still totally able to understand yeah. what was going on. That's no problem. So, yes, I would recommend it. I think all my f- people that I would recommend it to would like it. Even my dad, who's not a super huge movie guy, said, oh, I really liked the first Mission Impossible. I haven't seen any of the other ones, but I really liked the first one. So, you know, it's a, it's a pretty, like, a broad-sweeping type of movie for people. Yeah. There are a lot of, like, little references to the first one, and I'll actually get into that in the fun facts. Not references, but, you know, like little, you know, I guess kind of shout-outs, though. But um, we'll get there in a little bit. Does it hold up in 2021? Sure. Yeah. You know, all the fancy spy tech's cool. It still works. Yep. Like, it's not like when you're watching a movie that's, like, from the 90s or late 80s, and it's like, this movie takes place in 2025. It's like, they have, like, they have, like, black and green computer screens on everything. Yeah. Um, or with those giant cell phones. You know, I mean, if you want to be, like, super, like, super futuristic, like, you have the type of, like, just glass stuff like tony stark has where he flips it up and it's everything's like interactive yeah. And, yeah. and junk but something like this this movie is still uh for being in 2011 the technology was still believable yeah uh, and then they're still cranking these babies out dude so oh, yeah. yeah it it holds up now it so does. people are gonna go people are gonna go see that new one if they can go to the movie theaters to watch it yeah. i would imagine so and uh what about its rewatchability I probably won't rewatch it just because it's like James Bond, you know. I've seen like GoldenEye a few times um, and stuff, but it's just like it's like a video game that is a linear story, yeah. and you play it once and you don't ever go back to it. It's that's just all these types of movies, these yeah. action movies. If it was on, yeah, if it was on again, like I was just at some place and it was on the TV. I'd sit there and watch it. I wouldn't complain about it. It's a fine movie. I won't seek it out just to watch, though, probably. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I like these movies. Like I, like I said, I'm going to go back and watch watch them all again, especially missing the one uh, because I missed a bunch of them. But it was good, good films. And then fun facts. What did you what do you got? Fun facts. Um. The actor that hands Ethan the black mask at to the place to place over his head to meet the arms dealer appeared in Mission Impossible in nineteen ninety six, giving him the same style of mask when he's being taken to meet Max, an arms dealer. You know, the trademark, you know, kind of hovering, you know, you know, the being suspended or whatever, you know, that yep. um, the, Tom Cruise the, did in the first the one. Fan, Jeremy Renner got to do it scene. in this one with the magnet suit, which is actually a pretty cool scene. I liked it. Yeah. During the production, Tom Cruise did a majority of his own stunts, including the skyscraper sequences, to show the audience it was actually him. Yep. This would allow the director, Brad Bird, to have more compatibilities, capabilities, sorry, with camera angles and not have to hide the fact that it is a stuntman doing the stunts. Yep. And to add to that, so he was actually outside of the building in Dubai, you know, like you said, was attached by cables and all that. Because those gloves don't exist. And he was just sitting up there chilling at 1,700 feet. Yep. Which is crazy. That's, and that's like that's a 2,200 uh, 2, foot story building. Yeah, it's like, it's, like a mile, it's like a mile tall. Yeah, it's crazy. That's pretty bonkers. And then... Pretty, pretty bonkers. I, so I had those two fun facts as well. Then my last one was, this is the first installment of the franchise where none of the villains are or used to be IMF agents. Yeah. I saw that one too. I wrote downs a lot because 
Uh, Go on, man. All IMDb stuff. The windows removed from the Burj Khalifa, which is the building, were yeah. carefully chipped away by two workers with hammers working from a window washing platform outside the building. So they didn't like suction cut and move them. They actually broke the windows out of there. And they had to do it carefully because if any of that glass fell, it's just like like falling at a devastating like velocity. It's going to reach maximum velocity and it will... <laughs> It would shatter, and prob- the glass shards would probably kill a bunch of people if it did that. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Renner stated that working with Tom Cruise was a dream come true since he's always idolized him as an actor. Renner did mention that Cruise is a great actor, but an even a nicer guy. And I've heard that a lot about Tom Cruise Yeah. from interviews with actors that have done things with him, like uh, Bill Hader talking about his experience working with him on uh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah. And how he was like, he was there sitting at the table read. He's like, I'm just a nobody from SNL having to sit next and act with, read this script with Tom Cruise. And I'm just starstruck. Yeah, that's crazy. Because it's Tom Cruise. And he's like, you know, yeah, I really liked your, your bit as he was naming some random Bill Hader's SNL character. Imagine that. And, and Bill Hader was like, yeah. <laughs> like, thanks. <laughs> uh, he said he's just this, the coolest dude. Uh, yeah. He was just like, he would just, he, he, you know, he's Bill Hader said he's asking him all sorts of questions. He just, just sit there and answer. He was just the coolest dude. So it's nice that he's not this, like I've heard like Bruce Willis and stuff, like berates people for talking to him when he's like out in Hollywood and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's nice that he is a down to earth actor for being as incredibly huge as he is. I meant like yeah, his I mean, popularity, only, not only, his height. He's only, I say he's only five four. <laughs> I knew you were going to that that joke, so I had to I had to cover that right before. So. <laughs> the high quality screen hologram projector gadget used to conceal anyone behind it during the elaborate elaborated setup within the Moscow Kremlin scene was primarily used during the television or similarly used. I mean, I can't read tonight. Similarly used during the television series Mission Impossible 1966 season four, the episode episode 16, The Falcon Part 3. Mm. So it was a repeat gadget. So it was cool that like they had an idea for that gadget, like even in the 60s. That's, that's pretty cool. cool. I, see, that's another thing. I kind of want to go back and check those out, those old movies or those old uh, episodes. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, Jamie Renner, and Josh Holloway are each left-handed that's a true fun fact that is a fun doesn't fact doesn't have anything to do with the movie it's just a true fun fact and if and if i did a movie with those three guys i would be added to that list too because i'm also left-handed but that's probably not gonna happen. no 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 weirdos. it's gonna happen you gotta believe in yourself man I, bunch of bunch of happen. weirdo left-handed freaks and josh holloway is only mentioned here because he's the guy who dies at the beginning and if you recognized him he was on the show lost Whatever, screw that guy. He and, deserved to be in purgatory on that island. Screw but he guy. also was the black rider in the community paintball episode in season two. The first, well, the, the fistful of Whoa, paintballs. Jake, why does he have to be black, dude? Come no, on. No, that's his character. He's, he, Come on, Jake. I'm just referencing the TV show. Don't turn it. <laughs> He's the one where, like, Joel McHale or Jeff Wingers is like, always like, you're not as attractive as you think you are. And he's just like. Why? Everybody's like, why are you so insecure, man? He's like, <laughs> like um, he's network television good looking. Making reference to. You already mentioned this one, but Jeremy Renner's character, 
Brant was specifically created to as an eventual replacement for Tom Cruise's character, Ethan Hunt, for when Cruise decides to step away from the franchise. You also said that now that, that Tom Cruise is kind of like the proprietor of Mission Impossible, that probably, A, won't happen, and B... Uh, Jeremy Renner's making that Marvel money, dude. Oh, if he yeah. Has to pick, if he's having to pick between Hawkeye and Brant, I think he's probably going Hawkeye, dude. Oh, of course. If they say, you, if, if the movie gods say you could have a Hawkeye solo movie or you could be Brant in Mission Impossible, what do you want to do? Hawkeye. You got you got to take them Marvel movies, dude. You got to take dude. that Marvel money. Secure the bag. Uh, body count is 42. It's not really that important. I just whenever IMD uh, whenever IMD lists a body count, I just want to read it. <laughs> so some movies count uh, it, some movies don't. It's gonna be it's gonna be a reoccurring segment. Anytime I see a body count number in IMDb, I will read it on the podcast. Cool. That's my last fun fact. Um, there's a, there was a list of character a list of actors that were considered for Brant um, before Jamie Renner got it. Yeah, read I'm that one. These by you. Run these by you and see if there's only three that you're going to know because two of them are. I looked up their movies that are the stuff that they've been in. They haven't been really in anything. No. So Anthony Mackie. Yep. Uh, from he's Sam Wilson in the Avengers. Yeah, he's Falcon. He's also uh, uh, Papa Doc in Eight Mile. Okay, I haven't seen that uh, one before, so I don't know. His name's Clarence, though. Okay. Clarence's parents have a real nice marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't get it. Uh, we'll have to watch Eight Mile, dude. It's a that's an okay movie. It's not great. Um, Christopher Egan, never heard of him. Looked up his stuff. Never watched any of it. Kevin Zegers, again. I think up his, his stuff. biggest thing was he was in Fear the Walking Dead, which is like the spinoff. Yeah. But yeah, that was much far. That was later than this. Lucky, lucky, lucky him. Um. <laughs> Chris Pine, who's Captain Kirk, and he's Mr. Kirk remakes, and he's yeah. done some other things. Um, wasn't he in a? Wasn't he a Wonder Woman? Yeah, he's in Wonder Woman. Okay, that that was him. Okay. Yep, he's in Wonder Woman. Um, and then Tom Harder. Oh. Oh yeah, Venom him or Venom himself. You think nuke? You think these sticky gloves are your ally? I went with Venom just because a lot of people hated that movie. Ethan. Instead of his Bane performance. <laughs> Ethan Hunt. <laughs> What's his name? Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Ethan Hunt. I will break you. And then you will have my permission to die. Man, Bane versus Ethan Hunt, dude. It's a good matchup. And then matchup. for Jane Carter, Kristen Kruk, and Lauren German were considered to play her. I, didn't, I don't know who Lauren is, but Kristen Kruk was in Smallville. She played Lana Lang. Well, that's about it. That's all I got, Jake. All right, that's all I got too, man. Uh, where can we be found on the internet? Um, we can be found on Instagram and Twitter. At Twitter, it's Seen As Have You. And at Instagram, it is HYST Podcast. On Facebook, it is HYST Podcast. I am on Instagram and Twitter at Ethan Tyler Wilson with no E in Tyler. What about you, Jake? I'm on both Instagram and Twitter at at J-A-E-K Spencer. Sick. Um, If you like our podcast, please go on iTunes and give us a five-star review. 
be pretty helpful for us for whatever reason. I don't really know why, but that's what everyone says at the end of podcasts. Um, leave us a comment. We would like to read some things. Yeah. You know, you you can tell us that we're good. You can tell us that we suck. Don't matter to us. Whatever you want to do. Um, other than that, I think next week, Jake, I think we're going to watch Dazed and Confused since I thought you hadn't seen it last week. So I think we're going to watch Dazed and Confused. It's a good movie. It was streaming on some platforms. I don't remember which one it was, so you should be able to find it pretty easily. It's up there. I just listened to a podcast with Matthew McConaughey, so I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> That's what I like about these high school girls, man. Um, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> uh, party at the Moon Tower. Uh, where? So yeah, that's what we're gonna watch. Days get confused next week. Until next week, you know I'm Ethan. You know, stay safe, wear masks, be courteous, and other things. And I'm Jake. We'll talk to you guys next week. See ya.